Ari Rosenbaum here with another fun-filled uh, episode of that Florent K podcast. This week's topic, we're going to talk about routine errors you can avoid as a, you know, the 401k plan sponsors can avoid. Of course, first things first, whole bunch of events coming up about a month away. Las Vegas, or as Vince McMahon would say for WrestleMania 9, Las Vegas, Nevada. We will be at the New York, New York Hotel and Casino, Las Vegas Strip. Friday, Friday, January 21, following week, the 27th, 28th, we'll do that 4K National Virtual Conference, $20, $0.22 to be a part of it. A couple days, a couple hours of good content on a virtual setting. April, we are going to be in Phoenix, uh, Friday, April the 8th, uh, at Chase Field, and uh, Friday, June 24th, we'll be in Miami. Uh, we also have a date for Charlotte, um, and of course, you know, uh, you can go to that 4 kcitecom for further information on how you could sign up and be part of these events. Uh, plenty of room. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, um, I just saw Napa do like a uh, no-commitment sign-up for their events uh, in Tampa in April. And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate, this variant, it's putting a knot in all our plans. Uh, my grandmother always said, best in life, um, you can never really plan. And, of course, there's that other quote, you know, you plan, God laughs. And uh, we're, you know, going to steer ahead with uh, Las Vegas. Uh, we'll take a break, and, and hopefully we can announce some more events. I'm putting a hold on booking and whatnot because we really don't know what's going on. And uh, these, uh, you know, last few events have obviously been a struggle. We ran three in September. Had a good attendance in Houston, Minnesota, and St. Louis. We did not. Um it's unfortunate, but, you know, these, you know, are the situations that we live in. You know, we got a, a virus out there. It's constantly mutating and whatnot. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, holiday season coming up. Episode drops uh, day before Christmas. Um, December is always an interesting time that our time we're playing business. Um I want to say when I worked for TPA, it was a lot, um, a lot crazier. Um, and thankfully, the Secure Act changed the rule for us uh, that said that you no longer require to have a plain document signed 1231 for it to be effective for the year. Now we have up until the uh, uh, tax due date. Um, you know, if we wait till 2022, we can you know do the plain documents and set them up. Because, you know, back in the day, you know, as, a t as an ERISA attorney on, your, uh, on my own, um, you know, it obviously it's a little bit less stressful than, a, than a, being a TPA. I mean, I remember being in the office at 1231, you know, drafting last minute to find benefit plans. Um, I don't know if you recall, uh, everything's a little bit easier these days thanks to technology. Back in the day, you know, we didn't have PDF documents from, you know, Relias that, you know, I, I still use, you know, their plan documents. We don't have that. We didn't have that luxury. Everything had to be mailed. Uh, one great headache out of the process since I started my own practice is no longer the need to, you know, go to Staples and uh, put plan documents together and mail them and all that kind of stuff. Everything's PDF now, paperless. Um, but, you know, back in the day when you wanted to create an EIN for the plans trust, 
for the new plan, you would actually have to make a phone call uh, or mail it in rather than, um, you know, now we can do it electronically and get it instantaneous. And uh, I mean, I remember one year in particular, uh, I work not that far from, uh, not that far from Times Square, New Year's Eve, and having to set up uh, a retirement plan for the girlfriend of a very well-known politician that he, you know, since married and divorced, and she wanted to find better plan. We had to set one up on um, December 31st, and the office had dissipated, and of course, as the ERISA attorney, I had to stay there and uh, have the plan documents drafted. And I, my favorite part of that story was my boss at the time asked me if it was uh, inappropriate to ask for her autograph. And quite honestly, um, being someone who was involved in politics when I was younger, I was like, okay, she happens to be dating this really well-known, famous politician. Um, you know, guy was once a hero, now kind of a laughing stock. But um, laughing stock now, but um, I, I was just amazed by it because you know I, I've met so many celebrities in my life, and I'm like, okay, she's not a celebrity, she's not really well known. And my favorite part of that story was, you know, uh, we're signing the plan documents, and I went through it, and I, again, I've met so many celebrities over the years, and obviously with the the conferences, you know, one of my highlights. Uh, really highlight of the last few conferences was Minnesota. Minnesota, we didn't exactly have the greatest crowd uh, in terms of numbers, but Tony Oliva was there. And I'm talking to Tony Oliva, and Tony's asking me about whether I took the vaccine or not. And I was explaining to Tony, you know, Tony, uh, I would I would get in front of anybody just to get a shot. I, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll get how many shots I need. I, I don't really care because, you know, when you know, all your life you've been taking allergy shots, what, what's another shot? But anyway, for having this, politician's girlfriend uh, signed the plan documents and my boss is like shaking and I remember the first like big person I met was Reggie Jackson I, and I, I was kind of nervous with Reggie um, outside of that I really haven't been nervous in front of uh, any celebrities anymore I just you know just having that confidence um, you know being older and all that stuff but you know he was literally shaking uh, when she was trying to sign those documents but anyway uh, errors, errors in the retirement plan business happen. Um, I know that kind of every single time I write a, you know, an article and you'll get an email back, uh, oh, you know, you, you, you got, you know, errors and typos in your articles. It, it, they just annoy me, not, not the people, uh, the typos. The only time anybody pointing out typos annoyed me is when they said that they couldn't distribute the, uh, article to their, um, clients because of all the typos and would I mind, um, you know, correcting them. And mind you, these articles are free. Um, and I, I kind of refused. I said, these are free articles and you can do whatever you want with them. But anyway, um, you know, I've realized over time I'm becoming more and more like Larry Dave in terms of being annoyed with people. Um, it's just being older, I guess. But you know, like my grammatical mistakes, uh, plan errors, foreign K plan sponsors can certainly you know hurt uh, you know an employer in the pocketbook. 
The problem is, is that, you know, plain sponsors really have the power to avoid these problems if they had just a little bit more diligence. And obviously, uh, the number one error that I see these days in terms of routine is obviously the late deposit of salad deferrals. And one of the most famous scenes in the George Clooney-led Ocean's Eleven, I'm not a big fan of the Sinatra one, uh, just because I, I saw the I saw the uh, Clooney-Brad Pitt one first, and it was, you know, really interesting plot with a nice twist at the end. So the original was kind of a letdown. But anyway, one of the most famous lines in the movie, which has created kind of like a meme or, you know, an expression, is when uh, Don Cheadle explains to his fellow bank robbers, he plays uh, Basher. He's like, you guys had one job to do, you know, where... You know, his fellow robbers failed to disable the vault alarm. Uh, you know, you had one job is obviously, like I said, just a whole big expression. And when it comes to plant sponsor running their phone complaint, you know, they have more than one job to do. However, the main job, in my opinion, of running a 401k plan is making sure the deposits of salary deferrals go in as quickly as possible. And, you know, it's an amazing change. Um... You know, it, it, it's it, it's it's an amazing change in the business that we've all seen over the last 15 years. Because I don't know, you know, for people in the audience, you know, my buddy Mike, he's been in the business what, 30 years already. I've been in business 20 some odd years. And one of the most interesting parts of it, one of the interesting changes was the late deferral change that the Department of Labor changed their interpretation of the guidance. The guidance was, if you, the previous guidance was, you know, and it's actually still guidance. If you got your money in, if a plan sponsor got the deferrals in by the 15th day of the following month, it's fine. The Department of Labor changed that because the nature of the business changed. When I started the business in 1998, and, you know, Mike obviously did it a little bit earlier, the 401k plan business was quite different. ACH wasn't really a thing. Um, it was a thing. It just wasn't utilized that much. We used ACH for our paychecks, direct deposit. But what was interesting was, in terms of salary deferrals, it was all done by check. Um, plan sponsor would write a check, uh, FedEx it or mail it to the TPA. TPA would drop it in and whatnot. I worked at a TPA where the guy running the place was a, was a maniac. Um, uh, he was a maniac, and he still demanded in the times of ACH that he gets to inspect the, um, the deposit checks. And mind you, Manny's job, uh, just, Manny was the type of person, you know, it was, it reminded me of, again, that was at the, uh, it's the uh, Rodney Dangerfield joke in Back to School. You want to look competent. Well, you know, the, a takeoff of the Rodney Dangerfield. If you want to look competent, surround yourself with competent people. But Manny's good chunk of the day was there'd be a mail drop, everybody's mail. So something was addressed to me, he would open it up. He's like, you know, KGB uh, or, you know, for my uh, Romanian relatives, the Securitate or, uh, you know, East German uh, Stasi. The, you know, he would literally go through every piece of mail, and he would intercept the mail. So, uh, needless to say, uh, you know, he liked looking at checks and seeing what was deposited. But the Department of Labor changed their minds about it because of ACH. They said, you know what? 
can't really rely on that 15th day of the following month. There's really no excuse that you can't get it in within three days, three to five days, but no later than the 15th day of the following month. And I've never seen anybody get away with that anymore where they have, oh, well, you know, I could get in by 15th day of the following month. Unless you are, you know, unless you're running a 401k plan uh, in the, uh, you know, outside civilization, you know, maybe if you're on a desert island like Gilligan and they had a 401k plan, maybe uh, that'd be the excuse of why they would get the 15th day of the following month. After, you know, after that, you know, it's hard with the internet and ACH and all that kind of stuff. So it's amazing how big of a deal late deferrals are. And the problem with late deferrals is, you know, obviously it's the most frequent plan error. It's the most avoidable plan error, in my opinion, because again, the it, it, it's, it should be systematic. And the problem that I have is that uh, errors... Uh, like that, it doesn't happen once. Uh, if you have a plan sponsor that's late, de late deferring once, uh, that means they probably haven't discovered that they had late deferrals for you know two or three times after that. So that's that's certainly an issue. Um, and obviously, the problem for a plan sponsor is that if they report that they have late deferral deposits in the fifty five hundred, and listen, if they have had late deferral deposits under penalties of perjury, they have to, you know, admit to their, you know, crime, as they say. So um, it's interesting um, when they don't go through the voluntary fiduciary compliance program, the DOL, and correct it and adjust for earnings and whatnot. If they don't formally do it, if they just do it on their own, they will get interesting uh, stuff from um, their... Uh, uh, they will get some interesting uh, uh, mail from the Department of Labor where the Department of Labor will say, you know what, we looked at your 5500 um, You said you had late deferral deposits. We don't have a copy of your form with our uh, Voluntary Fiduciary Compliance Program, which is a kind way of them saying, you know what, we know what you did, um, and we want you to cover all your bases. And uh, that's why I always recommend anybody have late deferral deposits, any plane sponsor, uh, to uh, go ahead and, and make that uh, uh, submission. It's not the biggest submission in the world. Uh, show your work as a you know, calculator, use the DOL calculator to adjust the earnings, whatnot. Show the proof, show a plan document, which uh, you know, deals with you know, governing the plan, and, and just deal with it. I, I hate getting letters from the DOL. I like the DOL because I'm not in trouble, but I don't like to see them uh, because it's it can only be bad. It can never be good. Uh, of course, you know, when you make a DOL complaint, but that's neither here nor there. Another uh, plain error that, you know, that's avoidable is obviously not reviewing fee disclosures. Uh, we've had them in place uh, in 2012. Um, you know, let's look at the history of it. When I started the business in 98, uh, plan sponsor had no idea how much their TPA was charging. TPA wasn't going to say whether they were getting revenue sharing or not. They didn't have any duty to report exactly how much money they were making. That was a problem when the plan sponsor, as a fiduciary, has the duty to only pay reasonable plan expenses. And how do you determine reasonableness if you don't know how much you're being charged? So that was a huge problem. Um, you know, we would have TPAs move plans to other platforms, revenue sharing paying, uh, revenue sharing paying platforms, show the plan sponsor, oh, you know, we're going to cut your fee, but not disclose that they were going to make it back up 
with uh, with uh, revenue sharing. Um, it, it's important that plan sponsors understand the fee disclosure, understand that they have to review it. Uh, too many plan sponsors treat the fee disclosures the way I treat my bank's, uh, you know, uh, privacy policies and my doctor's HIPAA notices and all that kind of stuff. So plan sponsors really need to avoid that error. They need to do their work and, and, and follow up. Next, obviously not having an ERISA bond in place. Um, fiduciary liability insurance, we know, is optional for an ERISA plan. We know that a, um, a bond uh, is not optional. And um, plans covered by ERISA, it's, again, it's a question on the 5500. You fail to answer it uh, affirmatively because you don't have a bond in place. Uh, it may be a target for an audit. Um, and these bonds are inexpensive. So, you know, it's it's a really routine error that really plan sponsors should avoid. Next, uh, obviously not managing the fiduciary process. Um, needless to say, for the last 11 years, I've been talking about my old law firm and there's 401k plan and not having a financial advisor, not having plan funds reviewed for 10 years and whatnot, and that being a huge, huge problem. Uh, I bring that up all the time because I like to goof on a situation where I, 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 you know, my opinion, I was insulted by not being part of the process. They asked me to fix the process. And then when it came time to picking an advisor, um, I, my, my, you know, three to five recommendations did go very far and they changed the TPA with a bother and tell me. Um, so it's a hot mess and you know, to say the, the, Part of it that was funny was the plan, you know, uh, evidently had problems later on. Uh, participants need to have informed investment decisions. They need, you need a, you know, plan sponsor needs a financial advisor that's going to help manage the fiduciary process. And that's not picking mutual funds. Listen, um, anybody with elementary interest in financial markets could certainly probably do a good job of picking funds, uh, in my opinion. Uh, a good advisor is all about developing investment policy statement, reviewing the fiduciary options, the financial options, uh, the investments in the plan, and educating plan participants to make informed investment decisions. You know, plan sponsors are still under this mistaken belief that, you know, the protection on the ERISA 404C is unlimited, and therefore, as long as they uh, allow um, uh, participant investments, uh, participants in the reckoner investments, and they have no liability whatsoever. That's not true. Next, not providing correct answers on the annual census report. Um, I see that constantly. Um, annual compliance testing by the TPA is essential. Um, it requires the plan sponsor to fill out information and census request. Since that request is the basis for compliance testing, the answers have to be accurate. Uh, I hate when the plan sponsor says, oh, but a year or two later, oh, by the way, there's this company that we own, has the same, and we, we got all these employees, and turns out we didn't cover them. I hate surprises. That's why I, you know, with, with technology, two kids, I, I knew ahead of time what they were going to be. It's either going to be a boy or a girl. Let me know what it is. I don't like surprises. I don't like surprise anything. And... Unfortunately, census information, when it's incorrectly done by a plan sponsor, you know, it's like what I say, garbage in, garbage out. Um, 
you know, obviously the problem with incorrect information is that it's not discovered at, at the time. It's usually discovered a couple years later when errors uh, discovered are more costly to fix. Last but not least, um, not reviewing plan providers. Um, you know, the plan is only as good as the plan providers. And, you know, unfortunately, too many times, um, you know, too many times plan sponsors just don't really review their plan providers. I, I, you know, I know far too many horror stories of uh, rogue plan providers. The plan sponsors had absolutely no idea and, and things go wrong and whatnot. And so I think it's essential for plan sponsors to review their plan providers to avoid any issues later down the line. Uh, that concludes this holiday episode of that Foreign Gate podcast. By the way, uh, there, this is not a Christmas episode. Uh, Christmas was not essential to the plot of this podcast. So therefore, in my mind, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And the reason it's a Christmas movie is because the whole plot centers around the Christmas party. Now, if there was only one scene that took place on Christmas, uh, then it's not a Christmas movie. So my favorite Eddie Murphy movie, Trading Places, is not a Christmas movie because... Essentially, you only have a handful of scenes dealing with Christmas. The uh, Christmas party um, where uh, uh, Winthrop shows up as Santa. And when Winthrop is on the bus chewing, uh, I, I believe, is either poached salmon or, or, or smoked salmon through his raggedy beard. And then the episode when he tries to kill himself and then it just pours, you know, rain pouring out and whatnot. So that's my just two cents, nice Jewish boy from Brooklyn telling you what Christmas movies are. But that's the beauty of America and the melting pot and all that stuff. And of course, uh, I will be spending Christmas in Tampa, um, taking a couple days off. But when you have your own practice, you're really not taking any days off. But I will be in Tampa flying in. Maybe we'll have the Jewish Christmas of going to a movie. Uh, but I don't think I'll be eating Chinese food in Florida. I, I don't know why. You know, New Yorkers are, are funny about food. We think everything by us is better. Uh, and unfortunately, it's usually true, so I don't know if I want to eat Chinese food in Florida. But anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, Hanukkah is, is long gone. But anyway, uh, look forward to having you back for that 4K podcast and, of course, that 4 for all information on all the rims. Take care. Bye.